Welcome to Thursday Talk. Leadership Talk. Ministry Talk. Music Talk. Worship Talk. Join the talk. Let's go. Here is your host, Johnny Sierra. Welcome, guys, to Thursday Talk. We are excited to have you guys on here with us. Um, Looking forward to continuing our conversation with you guys here today. We have a really special guest with us today, and uh, I'm excited for this one. I'm excited. Uh, um, Well, first off, I got our one and only Pastor Tim Grandstaff with us as well. What's up, Pastor Tim? Come on. We're here. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, he's joining me today because we are, uh, we, we got a special guest with us today. Uh, but before I introduce him, I just want to remind you guys, uh, that you can follow us on uh, Thursday talk podcast on Instagram. You also can check us out on audio. If you just want to, uh, enjoy our beautiful voices through a nice run or something like that on Spotify and iTunes, Thursday talk podcast. Um, you can uh, tune in there. And also, too, we do feature live, uh, sometimes pre-recorded, whatever, you know, just however we're feeling throughout the week. Uh, but we'll have some video up for you guys under the Genesis Church Orlando page on Facebook and YouTube. So uh, with all that said, I'm excited. Um, Pastor Tim, I'll kind of let you I'll let you steer this intro part here. Yeah, let's do that. So this is uh, Paul Richardson, lifelong friend. Uh, school, church, and work. We've we've done been it in all. all those spheres together, <laughs> and uh, and they've brought lots of fear as well in our lives. And so, um, got had the chance. He's spoken at Genesis many times, you yeah. know. And I think the last time was obviously a little bit before COVID. So that's changed up kind of that rhythm and pattern of him getting to come in um, on an occasion. But we had him in, and the reason we had him in is because. After 25 years of serving in ministry and leadership wow. in one location where he helped birth it from the very beginning, um, God has shooken him and his wife and their family's life up and has said, wow. you're to go to Scotland. And they're answering that call to move to a totally different country at this stage of life and start a journey new, fresh, and really all over again. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was... I'm going to let him speak on a lot of this, but welcome to the, welcome to the Thursday talk. Thank Pastor, you, man. Pastor Good Paul. to be here. I appreciate you being here with us. Um, yeah. Uh, once I knew you were coming, I was like, Pastor Tim, we got to get him into the, the podcast, man. I just want to pick his brain. I want to see, you know, because a lot of what you've been through is, um, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't understand that process of like, you know, he, hearing God, uh, that call in your life, um, you know, it's kind of a, a second call almost because, you know, he's, he, 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 and I'll let you get into that, but uh, just do all that process, just kind of going a little bit deeper uh, in, in that whole thing. But how are you, man? I, it was great having you this morning. Yeah. Did you? Doing great. It's, yeah. uh, it's oddly Scottish weather in Orlando today. <laughs> so as we're recording this, it's, it's like That's... 55, 60 degrees, the wind's blowing like 20 miles an hour. Which is going to be like my life for the next little while here. That's so. hilarious. It is. I mean, I can see that, right? That's why we left Lynchburg, Virginia, because we, right. we used to call it Drenchburg. Because it just rains just all the time, just steady little light rain 
too much. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm going to Florida. I'm going down south to nice tropical sunshine. Yeah. And he's giving he's giving up some warmth in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, today's a very rare occasion, especially Sunday. Sundays are typically spot on, like a nice, beautiful yeah. day. So hey, it is what it is what it is, right? It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, just wanted to, you know, really um you know, you got your family. Talk to us about your, your family. Yeah. So those that are listening. Angela and I have two boys, Will and Wesley. They're 19 and 16. Will's a freshman at Kennesaw State University. Wow. Wesley's a sophomore in high school, a tennis player. They're both they're both great guys and, and following the Lord in this process with us and trying to figure out what it means for them. So Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um I, I wanna I wanna also talk to you later on on just like their whole way of going through this process with you. Yeah, you know, for sure. how was that? Um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, I wanted to just kind of quickly just go right off. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, um, so that the listeners kind of know who, where, where you come from and who you are. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, I'm from Lynchburg, Virginia originally. And, uh, that's where I met Tim when we were back in middle school and high school. And in those days, and uh, so there are lots of pictures in the archives on both of us mm. that uh, we just kind of keep in the archives. He had yeah. nice blonde hair for real. I had the fake dye Eminem. That's blonde right. hair, <laughs> which I have seen photos of, and I think is the I'm most glad he called it the Eminem blonde. That, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's transparency right there, because that's exactly right. But uh, you know, I met uh, my uh, my wife is my high school sweetheart, and so we mm. met. Uh, at the same, we were at the same school and church, and we dated some in high school, and uh, actually were apart from each other. Got back together towards the end of college, and um, and then moved together to Georgia, Northwest Atlanta, Dallas, Georgia, and uh, helped start Westridge Church with our pastor Brian Beloy, who was Tim and I's student pastor growing up, and then we both worked for him in some capacity, internships, that kind of thing. And uh, I followed him to plant a church in Northwest Atlanta, and then Tim came along three years later, and and uh, so that's been the journey there at the church. I've uh, people you like using the phrase "move around the bus." Mm-hmm. I think that's more of a business corporate phrase, but it happens in church world too, where you start doing one thing and then you move to uh, taking over another role and another. So I did kids ministry, did groups, did um, I've always been one of our teachers, communicators, did local and global missions, and yeah. uh, and then ended up in a seat as executive pastor of ministry where basically just get to help the staff be successful and uh, try to serve them as best I can. So that's what I've done the last six, seven years until God put this call in our lives. So you've just been like, you've been everywhere. Yeah. Wherever you're needed, you know, you're just, you're just that, that type of pastor. Yeah. It's been interesting. I've been in one place, but yet when you say I've been everywhere, that kind of resonates too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was all training because now he has to do all of it. That's right. Crazy. In Scotland. <laughs> starting crazy. starting fr- from Children's scratch. and, yeah. you know, and then wow. outreach and then groups and yeah. yeah, you'll wear all those hats again. Yeah. It's funny because people will say like, congratulations. And I, I'm like, I know what you mean by that. You're being really nice, but you're congratulating me for, for actually there's nothing. <laughs> Everything is gone. And uh, we're starting for my wife and I, we say right now we're the team. It's the two of us. Wow. And, uh, but it's a, uh, it's a fun season to be in. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so, you know, uh, with with all this said, I mean, we wanted to really uh, gear our our just discussions on just what it is to be mission mission driven, mission minded. Uh, you obviously uh, you came uh, to Georgia, 
you know, that was kind of like your first response, first call. But then uh, tell us about just recently, uh, or not recently, but what God's been working in you for this past few years and, and yeah. where he's guiding you on now for this next uh, journey in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about this a little bit today at church, but, um, you know, a couple of years ago, God just started stirring in my life and it was just becoming very clear to me that I wasn't going to be staying where I was at, which seems to be, would have been a lot simpler just to say, Hey, you know, and in one sense I've arrived, which I'm not sure I ever thought of it that way, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm at, I'm in the right seat now doing the right thing, enjoying pastoring our staff, enjoying serving with the, the team we've got, but God had just began to stir. And it was in both of our hearts, both of Angela and I. And, um, I, for us, we have said that God has slowly untangled us from where we are. Mm. Now that's not negative. I don't mean that in like we were all wrapped up in something we shouldn't have been or anything like that, but it's just, there are things we love. There are things we care about. And God was just slowly showing us like, would you be willing to let go of that? Would you be willing to let go of this? Would you be willing to let go of Publix being two miles up the road? And, and uh, yeah, we've got Publix in Georgia nice. too. And, um, and all of those kind of little conveniences and comforts are, or having a team, you know, have, having great worship, having all the things that we have as a church, great, great partners in ministry. And God just slowly kind of um, let go of all those tangles for us. Mm. And, and as we said, okay, Lord, you can take it all away and we'll do whatever, uh, whatever you want. Then uh, he began to reveal this, this next call to us. Wow. And, and through this, you know, I've, I've really, it'll be interesting to see how I feel about this in this next phase. But through this, I've really begun to consider any call as temporary. You know, God's the only thing that's eternal. Mm. So he puts us in positions. He gives us opportunities and I'm being obedient to the call. I was called to ministry when I was 10 years old. I mean, that's when I gave my life to, to that, to being a pastor. But if God wants to change it, he can change it. It's his call, not mine. Yeah. And so um, that's one of the things we have just been more open to. For a long time, I wasn't open to that. I was just like, I'm here forever. This is it. God called me to this. Boom. But now it's like, you know what? If God wants to change some things up, I'm open to that. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, it's, and I, I, I don't want to go too ahead of myself here, but um, where like now, now, I mean, you're obviously, yeah, you were at Westridge, but now God's given you a call over to a specific area in your life. Uh, we heard about, uh, or I heard for the first time your story today, um, really blown away at what you thought was going to be one place, mm-hmm. you know, or, or just you, you were headed to one place and yeah. uh, how God took you to another place and that's where God's really leading you. So can you share with us kind of that, that experience there? Yeah. So when I knew that I was no longer going to be at Westridge and by the way, in case anybody from Westridge, anybody ever hears this, we've said this before, but it's always important for people to know, like our senior pastor was praying with us on this, you know, Mm. Brian knew this was going on. And instead of being the type of CEO that would be like, let somebody go and okay, if you're not going to be here, then you can just go find yourself a job, you know, that kind of thing. Rather, he prayed with us in this, and he was wow. um, pretty open-handed with that. And yeah. and so not knowing at the time that we were going to be going to Scotland, we were looking at other churches, other opportunities. And uh, and so I barely alluded to one of those today, um, but we did. We had another opportunity in Southern California that was uh, that would have been would have been a dream job. Honestly, at one point in my life, I would have described this particular church in this area as a dream job. And, uh, it's, 
it's so interesting. And Tim's got some experience with this too. It's like, you know, God gives you what look like two really good choices or you have two really good choices, but one is clearly what the Lord wants you to do. Mm. And one is, is not, would not be his direction. And so, um, yeah, we, we ended up, we were praying about leaving when God just began to stir, stir in our hearts. No, not there. We want you to go here. We want you to go somewhere where there actually, there isn't people. There's not a building. We don't know who the staff is that's going to go with us and all of those kinds of things. And so to turn aside, um, instead of just moving from security to security, in a sense, we decided, okay, Lord, we'll, we'll follow you in this, in this place here. He just wouldn't let it go. The Lord just wouldn't let it go. And we asked each other some questions, Angela and I, and even our boys. If you don't do this, what will that mean? Mm. And we honestly, as, a, as an entire family, our boys included, looked back on, on this and said, um, it would break our hearts if we didn't at least give this a shot. And that has become our attitude in this as far as our part in this is just to give it a shot yeah. and so then let God do the rest. Can, can Let's park there for just a yeah. second because this is where like we can peel back the onion a little bit even beyond this morning because as people listen, you hear like God put something in front of you. Mm-hmm. Well, say yes and then he'll, he'll take care. But, you know, it's, I, I always allude to this story. You know, Brian has shared it endless times to so many church planners, you know, when, when Brian started Westridge, they couldn't make payroll. And so he tells a story about how he goes in the woods all day, fasting and praying by a creek. And he, he's on his way home that night, and a guy calls, and inevitably he doesn't know him but hands him a check that covers all of payroll. And so as a, as a church planner, though, you sit in there, and all the other church planners, and you're bug-eyed, and you're like, yeah, God is good. God's going to take care of that. But what you don't hear is that he went and sat in the woods by a creek all day long and cried. Mm-hmm. You just don't pay attention to that. You, you almost miss it until you're in the experience where you're literally walking through the woods some days just crying, going, God, I don't know if you're going to take care of us. So it, right. it's like because you hear the ending, you forget everything in between. One of the things we talked about this, this weekend spending time together was um, I, I love the story of you and Angela really trying to, like come together on this. Not that there was like fighting or division, just you knew as a husband, listen, this is a g- big step as a dad, but there's a lot of real fears in this. Mm-hmm. My kids like, sounds good, but we're going to move to another country. My wife like, oh, I love Scotland when we go on teams, but we're going to be the ones to go. And you were telling me a little bit about how that played out. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah. So you know, there was a, a season where I was, I'll say, pretty sure of where we were supposed to go and what we were supposed to do. And the only reason I was pretty sure is because Angela was, like, not sure at all. And not only just not sure, but she was like, I'm just not feeling that. I don't I don't have this sense that we're supposed to go to Scotland. And so we were we were praying about it together, but, but also separately. And I asked a, another friend in ministry, I said, what, you know, what do you do when your wife's not on board? Hmm. And um, he actually had his own story. He said, let me tell you what I did. And basically what he shared was go away separately and pray and just don't talk about it. Mm. And what I knew for, for what we were about to do, it was more important that Angela receive a call from God and not from me, mm. you know, because there's going to be some, we hope some really high highs, but we know there are also going to be some really low lows. And I don't want my wife ever looking at me going, why did you bring me here? Yeah. Rather, I would rather 
her and I together before the Lord saying, Lord, this is hard, but we know that you're faithful. Yeah. And so we're going to stick it out. So yeah, there, there was a season where for us as a family, we were not all on the same page. And our guys, Will and Wesley, have been so supportive of us uh, during all of this. They've just kind of sat back and prayed with us. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and they still to this day don't know what this means for them. They know that we want them with us, but at 19 and 16, we're not forcing it. And this, it's the same process. And this is hard as a parent to be open-handed with your kids in this way. But say it's the same thing. I want God to call them, not me. Yeah. You, you shared that you didn't talk about it for two days. Right. And then Angela came and was like, why are you not talking about this? That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I need you to talk about it. And yeah. it what's cool is, and I know we're all guys in a room. And so inevitably we have guys and 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 women listening, you know, and so this is not saying that like, Hey, we're on some spiritual platform and they're not, it's exactly what you said. It's a desire that, that God is confirming in, in us together. Mm-hmm. You know, my story is two years of wrestling, waiting for God to confirm to my wife, we're supposed to leave and go start this church, you know? And so I know that for, for Johnny, that's how, that's how we got in contact. He was in a 30 day fast with his wife about leaving the secular workforce wow. and going into ministry. And so yeah. just that, that coming together that, that, you know, like, Hey, this is a big step, mm-hmm. you know, but I think today you also said, you know, for some people, it's just a small step. So there are some people going, well, if I just need to sit around and wait for my spouse, then we'll do it. But God also is asking you in small ways to yeah. take that, that step as well. And so, you know, it's, there, there's a, there's a perspective that you have to gain in that. Yeah. Angela's yeah. journey and her, st- her story was so different. And for some of the ladies listening, it's um, maybe these are some of the things you care about there. We were up late one night and she couldn't sleep and she was having some anxiety about just the prospect of moving to Scotland. We hadn't decided we were doing it. The last time we were in Scotland, she used the correct plugs and everything, but still had like a hairdryer blow up in the outlets, you know, that kind of thing. And so She's literally laying in bed one night saying, I finally just bought like the nicest hair straightener in my life, flat iron, whatever it is. She's like, I'm not going to be able to have that there. And I said, oh, yeah, you will. We'll just have to go to, they have, I mean, it's, in this case, it's a developed country. Mm -hmm. We're just going to have to go there and get your appliances there. She's like, okay. So we kind of quelched that little bit of anxiety. And then then Angela really started asking God for for signs. Mm. And don't always recommend this kind of thing. But when we were on our uh, West Coast journey, we went from the Grand Canyon to uh, California uh, in one day. And so we're driving through the Mojave Desert, and we pulled off this little area that has got to be the place that they drew uh, Radiator Springs from, from the Cars movie. It was insane. <laughs> but, like, it's been there for a long time, so it was like haunted Radiator Springs. And, uh, and Angela had said earlier that day, if we're supposed to move to Scotland, God's going to have to show me a sign. So we pulled off this random place. Uh, off the side of the road. We're taking pictures of all these like old cars and buildings and all this really kind of Americana look to this deal. And um, we're standing in front of a sign and I looked at it and I thought, oh my goodness, I wonder if she's seen it yet. And it's one of these tall signs with all these different little arrows on it, like London's that way and Paris is that way. And it's this many miles and this many miles and this many. And the very top of that deal was Glasgow, Scotland. Wow. And it's a little bit random because it's not... Uh, I mean, Glasgow is a cool city, and, and but it's not London, Paris, New York, mm. as far as influence, you know, Tokyo, those those places. And Angela, Angela looked up, and she saw it, and she went, oh, my goodness. And I said, 
you asked for a sign. I said, it's a literal. It's, a li- it's an actual <laughs> sign. Everybody listening right now yeah. is like, see, that's what I'm waiting that's on, right. God. Yeah. It awesome. does happen. Wow. And, so, and she said, she said, wow. no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's awesome. We are, I mean, we're in the desert. There is nothing. I, the, our car hit 123 on the rental van that we had that day uh, driving through the desert. She took two steps and almost fell into the biggest Scottish thistle we've ever seen. I mean, it's like, how did that get there? And how did we not see it when we walked up, but when we pulled it, and I'm not saying it magically appeared, but we just hadn't seen it. And she almost fell into this thing. They're very distinct. If you see a Scottish thistle, they have, and that's big, it's thorny, the, the whole deal. And I said, actually, I didn't say anything. She looked at it and she just went, no, that doesn't count either. So <laughs> it was just, but so, you know, we all have our own journeys, right? That's a little bit of my wife's and she would be better at telling stories than I am. But, yeah. um, and it's just amazing that God meets us where we are, mm. you know, in the middle of those moments, in the middle of those stories. And he gives us little confirmations all the way. And we're not promised that. We're not told we're going to, and, and we're not owed that. Um, but God has been faithful along this journey, at least, to give us a little bit of, I don't know if you want to say breadcrumbs or mile markers or whatever, but there's been lots of little confirmations along the way. And I'll just tell you, being at Genesis today was more confirmation, just wow. the encouragement of the church family and of Pastor Tim and, and the people kind of coming up saying we'll be praying for you. Yeah. Today is a is a mile marker for us as well and it's meant the world. Something that can you can hold on to in yeah. those moments that you Yeah. You know, because we're human. And I was talking to Pastor Tim and I was like, man, you know, I, I want to talk to Paul about just kind of the daily challenges, I guess, you know, you face, you know, the yeah. thoughts that come creeping in. You mm-hmm. know, is this gonna really succeed? Is it gonna be, you know, and and, and I, I guess my question to you is you know, when you do face those, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what really, where do you just get your, you know, where do you, where do you just dive deep into, like, what, what do you end up doing in those moments that you're just like, you know, you're feeling those challenges and you're feeling the, the doubts and the frustration or just things that are maybe going your way. Um, yeah. Yeah. How do you, how, how do you deal with that? So I heard a, a statement several years ago by a pastor by the name of Mark Batterson. And uh, he was talking about prayer, and he said, you know, when you go to prayer, you're praying for something big continually over and over again, you know, and he has he pulled out these examples from Scripture. Remind God that it's it's his name on the line, not not yours. Mm. You know, it's up to him to do this. And so and one of the things that I've been doing in my moments of doubt uh, or even a little bit of fear, as I pray to God, I just remind him, it's not my name on the line. Nobody knows me. You know, that, I think that's one of the interesting things in this journey that, you know, be in ministry in America for quarter century, network a lot, get to know a lot of people, have a lot of friends. Not only are we sacrificing home and some of those things, but I'll have no reputation where we're going. Mm. You know, no one's going to know Pastor Paul when we get there. And I've been known, as Tim said this morning, I've been known as that since I was in high school, really. And so um, setting all those things aside, but just to say to the Lord, it is it's your, it's the name of Jesus is what's on the line here. So whether this sinks or floats, it's his name on the line. Now that's, that has encouraged me. That has challenged me. Uh, there are weak moments where I'm just like, man, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't, I don't know how to, how to get all the, the right paperwork and all the right things yeah. uh, that we need to get this rolling. But uh, I just, I just keep continue to have this feeling that Lord, this is, this is you, not me. Yeah. And uh, it's his name on the line has been one of the things I've been saying. Yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, 
you have to keep get yourself at a level to where you can continue to encourage your kids, mm-hmm. affirm them. Yeah. You know, um, how have they been, you know, you mentioned that they still kind of yeah. trying to understand all of this, but yeah, for the most part, how has it, how's it been? Yeah. I would say, I, I think everyone will know what I mean by this in this kind of, for this type of moment calling and, and the things we want to see God do, there are no days off. You know, there there are, I think, times in all of us with our, our Christian walk where it's like days and days maybe at different points to go by and you realize, you know what, I haven't spent any time sitting in God's presence on my own. You know, maybe, hopefully I made it to church on Sunday and, you know, but nothing happened from Sunday to Sunday. And I would say when, when God puts a, a, a mission and vision on your heart that's bigger than bigger than you and that you're desperate for him for, there are no days off. And so... For me, it means my day starts in, in silence and in prayer and in God's word and in reading and, and just kind of getting my marching orders from him for that day and being reassured in his presence and having, you know, faith rise up again fresh and new. And so that's how I, that's how I do that. I've got, I do need to be able to be confident with my sons and especially with my wife to, uh, to say, you know, we're, we're in this. We're all in this together, and here's what we're believing God for. Mm. And um, if I have a couple days where I'm just tired or I let that go or, you know, I let things leak or whatever, it's been it's amazing in this process how quickly it's like um, I find myself in a place of real weakness. Mm. Not like not like glamorous when I'm weak, he is strong. I just mean like depleted. And uh, and so but at the same time, what a privilege, Mm. what a privilege to have to be that dependent and um, and so there's moments where it's exhausting, but at the same time, um, I feel like I feel like I'm still growing now as much or more than any other time in my life. Mm. So yeah, I believe the things that God has has done up to now are, are building blocks and they've helped prepare me. But He is still preparing me every single day, yeah. and I'm learning things fresh and new every day. So. Yeah. Um. What are some specific, you have any specific goals you, I mean, you want to see in your time there, I mean, like in a year there or like, you know, like, have you put any thought into like, God, I, I want to see this happen, you know, this set of time or, you or know, maybe, or maybe a mile marker. Like I want to yeah. see this happen, you know, like. That's a great question. You know, Tim and I talk a little bit about, about numbers and what, when he and I are talking about numbers, we're kind of the anti-numbers guys, and mm-hmm. I, I know that's not what you're asking. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it, you know, for to have a numerical goal to accomplish something. You guys set a numerical goal of fifty thousand dollars in fifty days, and God blew it out of the water. You know yeah. that that was a number. And uh, and so at this point, I would say I, I don't have any numerical goals. Um, my hope and prayer is that we would be able to have some type of gathering, Easter 2023, mm-hmm. and um, so that is that's the only thing really. In, I would say that's a, a mile marker the way the way you asked that yeah. right now. Now leading up to that, a lot of things have to be done. Yeah. And so we'll see if that happens. I don't feel like it'll be a fail if that doesn't happen, but we really do want to see this thing off the ground in, in the first half of twenty twenty three. Yeah, man. That's that's fantastic. So you're you're you'll twenty twenty three, so that means twenty twenty two is a year of trips, trips back and forth, people coming on on what we would call a vision trip where they're coming along. You're kind of showing them the city, the, the demographics, you know, the landscape. What does that really look like kind yeah. of in your head over the next year as you prepare for a possible yeah. Easter 2023? Yeah, so this 
in this calendar year, we'll be back and forth to Scotland probably six or eight different times. Um, maybe more. Uh, I don't think any less. I'm actually leaving in a week, and I'll be there for three weeks uh, just to pray, to prayer walk, all, all of those things. You know, Edinburgh is where we feel as though God wants us to be. But it's kind of like saying God's called me to Orlando, right? It's a it's a big city. Uh, it's not as big as Orlando, but it's a big city. And uh, and so, you know, task one and what's on my prayer list right now is God, show me where you want the church to be. Because I don't think necessarily we're going in to reach the whole city. You know, it's, you know, like for you guys, it's East Orlando. It's the area around UCF and, and this in this community. And and I'm um, not putting words in your mouth, but those are those are things yeah. I think of when I, when I think about uh, Genesis Church in the community around here. So we're, we are asking God to show us what's going to be our community. And uh, there's some different ideas that we have. Something that is really heavy on our hearts is the university population in Scotland. Scotland is, is a very young country, and there are a lot of really influential universities. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I don't know their exact titles, but Prince William and Princess Kate, they met in at a university in Scotland. Wow. Uh, I mean, you know, families from... Um, prestigious families from all over the world, they send their students to universities in Scotland, places like Aberdeen and St. Andrews, everybody knows the wow. golf, and, and, uh, and Edinburgh. And so when our son, Will, who's 19, was there, he said, Dad, I feel like everybody in this country is my age. Mm-hmm. And um, they're not, but there is a huge, I think the largest bit of the population is between 25 and 35. Wow. And so we want to be in an area where we can help point that age group to Christ. And um, because one of the things that appears to be missing, not everywhere, but in a lot of places that we take for granted here, is the opportunity to do kids and student ministry, like students for teenagers. And I know you guys have just brought someone on your team at Genesis to do that. It's such a huge deal. And there's not a whole lot of that going on that we've seen at this point in Scotland. And so um, we're asking God to put us in a neighborhood where we can adopt a school or two, you know, adopt an elementary school, adopt a high school. All the high schools look like Hogwarts, by the way. It's kind of cool. And um, <laughs> and so put us in communities where we can get to know people, uh, practice a lot of hospitality, join a gym, get our hair cut at the same places, go to the same coffee houses and all those kinds of things so that we can have roots in a community. That's yeah. what we're asking God for right now. That's great, man. That's, that's exciting. That, that's exciting because that, that – you know, even how he just ended that about the same barber, the, the the same coffee shop. You know, that's that's something that really was birthed in us years ago together mm-hmm. back at Westridge. You know, with our friend Ellis, who's up in Baltimore, and just you know the idea of intentional living. Mm. Talk about that here at Genesis, and you know, and and I think for those that are listening, you know, when when Paul calls me excited that he's going to different country there's there's the shock and all like oh my gosh you've been at western since day one for 25 years like what you know at the same time is like you said he's always been missional minded Mm. i mean you heard him earlier like i was called at 10 i can't say that you know but but he not only says it like i grew up with him in middle school and high school like wanting to be the spiritual leader of our student ministry you know and then carry that and I know sometimes that carries some weight, you know, just a burden that you had to be something for everybody else that you didn't always have to be. At the same time, working with him at Westridge, you know, watching him like in missions, really, really understand how to make a true impact 
in, in a way that that hasn't been done you know in years prior you know yeah. and so you know it's kind of like the xyz thing you know but you kind of took that to the level of like if we're going to be in africa mm-hmm. we're not going to we're not going to be in 10 countries we're, we're going to be in three so that we can pull all of our resources and our finances and we can do as much as we possibly can in these three countries, mm. you know, and, and we've taken that approach because I watched him lay that out here at Genesis. Like we do Brazil and we do Bahamas and, you know, and now we've got Scotland and, and we've got something in Germany, but we're not shotgunning this thing. This is not right. every missions opportunity that comes across our path. We just jump in the bucket of because we want our resources and our money to matter, you know, and so them going to Scotland and watching him do that and generosity for other countries, you know, you know that when he gets there, there's there's a true strategy. Yeah. There's in the sense of yeah, God's God's gonna flip everything around, but there's a focus and there's a persistence of a lifestyle of being on mission that when we get here, as he said, it's not there's no days off. You know, we we're talking about rhythms and patterns for mm-hmm. the last season. Yeah. You know, what are healthy rhythms and patterns? So some people hear that no days off and yeah. they fall into bad ones, but it's no days off in the sense of God is always at work in me. Right. And if he doesn't do his work in me first, he's not going to be able to do the work through me mm, that he yeah. really wants to do. He'll choose someone else. So Paul has always been great at, you know, recognizing that. And now it's even even your fearful moments, like you said, like we all have them, but still being faithful and obedient and saying yes when you're afraid, when you want to give up, when it doesn't make sense, when it's fully unknown, but I will, I will still discipline myself because mm-hmm. discipline isn't fun. John, Johnny's been working out his whole life. Like anybody would say like, there's a day you go and you're like, I do not want to lift today, yeah. but I do it because I know the outcome. There's days where people don't realize that we open our Bible and we go, I really don't feel like reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I was to be truly transparent and yet it may not even be that day, like three days later, all of what you read three days prior, mm. God connects a dot and you're like, thank God that I stayed disciplined in this. Yeah. And, and I know what he's going to do in Scotland is, is disciplined and faithful and focused and strategic. And Angela is, is, is the same way. And so it's something that when we get behind it, we know because of that missional thinking, there's going to be impact. Yeah. Don't know how it's going to look. That's not, that's not what we're asking right. for that. That's up to God. Yeah. But we know there's going to be impact and we want to be a part of that. Yeah. Your, uh, your story, Paul really brings a lot of reminder that like story of Nehemiah, mm. you know, just uh, him just having a passion uh, to really change an environment and, yeah. and make it to what God envisioned it could be in his life. And so, yeah, has that similarity, that feel to it. Yeah. You know, you know rebuilding, like you yeah. said, because of that tw- 80% becoming 1%. Yeah. Right. Unreal. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I appreciate the reference to Nehemiah. Over Christmas, I was asked to speak at our, our church back home, and I actually studied Zerubbabel for just a little bit. And, you know, he went back to rebuild and started off so excited and then had people criticize him, and things got delayed and delayed and delayed. And one of the things that one of the prophets said around Zerubbabel to kind of reignite him was don't despise small beginnings. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, I'm okay if, if that this starts small. You know, even though I've been a part of a big church, big ministry, things here in the States, 
Like it's okay to to let things be small and let God grow them, and we just be faithful and obedient in the meantime. You know, as we go back to build. You know, I appreciate what what Tim has said about um, a moment ago, and it made me think about Sabbath. You and I and and Ellis and others, we've talked a lot about Sabbath over the years, and you guys, have, you know, what was you said? What was the phrase you guys use around here? The right rhythms. Uh, Rhythms, yeah, just rhythms of rhythm, life, yeah, r- rhythms yeah. and patterns, the biblical rhythms, the patterns we can live by. Yeah, so you know, we don't we don't Sabbath from God, we Sabbath with God, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that we have turned um, walking with God into sometimes it's these seasons of there's the notebook to fill out, you know, there's there's the fill in the blanks, there's the long study, there's a long form, and so when I say you know there's no days off, I just mean and take a deep breath and sit in God's presence for just a little bit, just a couple minutes, three, four, five minutes, whatever it is, and let that be your time with the Lord on the days when you just feel tired or depleted or, or whatever. Because prayer is work. Yeah, You know, prayer is, uh, I forget who it was, I think it was Oswald Chambers, who says prayer is the work of the ministry. And and so when you're going in and you're praying for others or you're, you're seeking God's will, whatever, there's moments where it's like, it's it's so tiring, I'm not sure I can do that again. But if you'll just sit, maybe even just sit and listen and and uh, not Sabbath from him, but Sabbath with him, he'll refresh you even in short, quick moments. Yeah, that's awesome. And so um, the church name, um, yeah. tell us about that and, and where where can they find information uh, on, on the church? Yeah, so we've called this Take Hold Church, which yeah. comes primarily from 1 Timothy chapter 6. Uh, Apostle Paul is challenging Timothy to fight the good fight of faith and take hold of eternal life. Mm. And I just mentioned it a little bit this morning, that, that take hold of eternal life, that's what got my attention, you know, because we think of eternal life as being after I die. But the Apostle Paul is challenging us really to pursue what Jesus called the abundant life uh, every single day. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus, is to continue in that, in that pursuit. And then at the end of that uh, passage, 1 Timothy six nineteen, Apostle Paul challenges them to take hold of life that's truly life. Yeah, And, uh, and so... Uh, that is the main part of where the name comes from. There was some confirmation, um, if you didn't hear the, the talk earlier today, um, when a friend of mine, uh, my best friend at the time that he died, his name was Andrew Prey, uh, was killed in a cycling accident. He was the worship pastor at Westridge for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, he was literally hit by a bus on his bike one day, uh, the day before Thanksgiving in, in 2012. And uh, there were just a few day, a, f- a few years later, one of those days where you're just missing a friend. I think a lot of people listening can probably relate to that. We have day, you know, the Lord's taken some people out of our lives, and maybe they're already with Him or, or wherever they may be, and you just miss them. And so I was, I just searched His name in my computer and found an email I had never seen before. And at the end of that email, He had signed it with uh, the phrase, uh, "My prayer for you is that you'll take hold of the calling that God has put on your life." Mm-hmm. So this. Some I, I mentioned this to somebody a couple weeks ago, and they said, I feel like I'm seeing the phrase take hold now all over Scripture. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, you know, how things are once you see them, you yeah. know, it kind of it comes up. And the Apostle Paul does use this phrase a few other times. And, um, and so uh, that's where it comes from. So take hold, church, um, wow. which is funny. One guy, uh, one man in Scotland, he said, it's a very interesting name for a church. And we think what he was trying to say was, we don't really like the name of your church, but the, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they have a very witty, very blunt sense of humor there. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, and so, uh, but we want to keep that phrase in front of people and I want to keep that phrase in front of me too. Yeah. And so, 
what does it mean to be a, a take hold church? It, it doesn't mean anything. It's uh, what the phrase take hold means is that we're in pursuit of Jesus. Yeah. And so we want to, we want to remind people of that. So, uh, takeholdchurch.com. And, uh, you can subscribe to email there. And I want to encourage the Genesis family. You know, you guys gave us incredible financial gift today, which we weren't expecting. And, and, uh, and so when you give at Genesis, when you're generous there, you're, you're partnered with us. So thank you for that. And then along there, we'll, we'll share the stories. You can subscribe to email and things like that. Uh, from the website. Yeah, we're looking forward to, to really seeing yeah. your journey through this um, and, and that. And I got to say, man, uh, looking at some of those like landscape uh, top view shots of some of those mountainous yeah. areas, you're going to have some great like just like hiking yeah. <laughs> opportunities yeah. we love and it, man. time with God. Like that's going to be epic, man. Yeah, yeah there's some beautiful places and you know, I'm I'm one of those people. I love the movies, and so when yeah. people come over, I'm going to take you to some of the yeah. places you've seen. I'm going to say, "See, this was in the James Bond yeah. movie. This was in the Harry Potter movie," and uh, and yeah. let people see it in person and get their pictures taken in front of. It's a blast. Edinburgh is the most photographed city in Europe. It's this beautiful, wow. uh, such an old city, and uh, it's this it's this beautiful mix of modern and ancient, mm. and uh, and so it's it's pretty incredible. That's awesome. Um, man. I'm not going to get anybody back to Brazil. Because <laughs> it's gonna be like I'm gonna go to the Bahamas and do we camp on the beach. Great choices in the, in the Caribbean. <laughs> or do you want to go to Scotland and see these like I Scotland photo place. like right. videos like, or or go to the the slums in the favelas of yeah. Brazil. Like, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah. I personally, you know, it's something that Master Tim's pushing, but I, I haven't been to a missions trip. You know, yeah. uh, so I. I'm really looking forward. Uh, Scotland sounds very good, Pastor. I there think. We go. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, the work that it does in your own life. Wow. It doesn't mean God's going to call you to leave your house or anything. Yeah. But the the work that it, that it does in your own life, and I think for for Tim and I being in play different countries together, Jamaica, Burkina Faso, it's like you just realize our God is so big. Yeah. Mm. He cares about so many people and so many different things, and there's so. You, you see so much beauty in things that you've never seen before. I mean, I've seen the beauty of a baobab tree, not from just going to Animal Kingdom, you know. Mm. I mean, I've seen it in, in person and, and God's handiwork that way. It just wow. whenever you get to see other parts of the country or other parts of the world, it's so important and to, to look at it through the God lens. And um, so, yeah, go to Brazil. Go to the Bahamas. Yeah, I'm all for that. And then and then come join me in Scotland. Or don't make us last on the list. You can yeah. come to Scotland first. But yeah. the uh, but hit them all, man. For hit sure. For sure. That's going to be awesome. Well, this has this been great. I, I really appreciate you, Paul, joining us um, and, and just really chatting a little bit more on, on just some depth, uh, unpacking some things for us so we, uh, you know, really can see uh, that, you know, this is as great as it is. There are some challenges that we face towards it and, and we're human and we're going to, you know, deal with that. But, uh, really love the stance of our church and, and where we took today and supporting and helping you and, and being there with you guys. So yeah. I'm really, really excited about that. But before we end, uh, Pastor Timmy, you lead us in prayer. And Let's do that. We, as we always say, you know, when, especially with missions, you know, there will be few that will go, that there will be many that can give but everyone can pray. And mm. so definitely make sure that um, it would be way easier to pray for them if you're following them on social media because yeah. you'll get the updates, be a constant reminder. And so on Instagram, on Facebook, all those things, once he learns how to do TikTok, then you can follow him. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but, yeah. you know, any of those, app, even sign up for their email list mm. so that you can get those letters from him where he's able to kind of share a little bit more from his heart than just in a post. And so do all those things so that you feel like you're really a part of the journey they're on because we are, 
you know, it, this is just not a financial gift. This is the generosity of our church wanting to expand the kingdom. So although we can't always be there, we can help in, in ways that, that they need. Yeah. And, and so, um, but yeah, everyone can pray. So let's do that. Yes, Father, amen. today, um, we just praise you and we thank you. God, um, Lord, just for what you are doing in the life of the Richardson family, uh, for what you're about to do uh, in the country of Scotland. God, more than anything, we would we would humbly just recognize the fact that you are already in Scotland. Mm-hmm. You're, you are everywhere. And so Paul and Angela are not bringing Jesus to Scotland. They're just awakening people to the reality that there's a big God who loves them and they're in desperate need of him. And so, Lord God, would you open doors? Would you create conversations? Would you give them opportunities? Would you let them encounter people? They never thought or imagined, Lord God, as you build their team. And so as we have lived that story here, Lord God, I know what that's like. And I've seen your hand at work. We trust that you'll do the same there. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you guys for joining us here today. We hope that you were blessed by today's podcast uh, with Pastor Paul Richardson. Uh, Again, you can find uh, all information at TakeHoldChurch.com. You'll be able to join them in the journey um, as they continue on uh, pushing forward uh, into the area of Scotland. And uh, also, too, keep keep in touch with us on social media, Thursday Talk Podcast on Instagram, as well as iTunes and Spotify. You can hear us there as well. So I really appreciate you guys and hope to see you guys back soon. Grace and peace. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow Thursday Talk Podcast on Spotify or iTunes to get notifications for the next episode. Also follow us on Instagram at Thursday Talk Podcast. See you next time on Thursday Talk.